Hello. We're back. Again. Yay! Yay! We're so excited to be here. Okay, so this week, Tawny found some stories to read to us. I did. And they're not, they don't have, follow any theme. Yeah. Right? No, <laughs> I was like, so. you would explore on that I, a Okay, bit. so I told Allison I would have this, like, super scary story that we would, like, focus the episode on and life happened, and I don't. So I did, like, a quick Google search on, like, scary stories, and it populated an article from OutsideOnline.com, and it's called Three True Ghost Stories for Your Next Backyard Campfire. And it is getting spring. Well, yeah. it is spring. It is spring. Yeah. And I kind of figured with like the warm weather light coming and I know you get out more. And light you go coming? Camping. Did you just say light coming? Like. The, the warm oh, weather. Like. I thought you said light coming. The, the light is coming. I see the light. No, I see the warm days ahead. No, I know like you're big on camping and I know that you have like every... Spring, summer, you have, like, your agenda of where and when you will be gone. So I figured, (laughs) I figured these, like, campfire tales would, like, get us in, like, the... The camping mood. The vibe. Do you think you will overcome camping with me? I have no idea. I've never been camping. You only come to eat the hot dogs. I didn't even eat a hot dog. I think I just sat there enraged because I was annoyed. <laughs> it was really hot. And I... That was hot. We were in the middle of, like, some heat wave. It, and it was, like... It wasn't, like... <laughs> so, in Washington, we are used to, like, the hot weather after the 4th of July. And for some stupid reason, Mother Nature decided, oh, mid-June, end of June, Boom, like 110 degrees. Like, (laughs) I don't know where the fuck that came from, but it was like super hot. They were camping. It was kind of like muggy. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Just like in like the, in the trees. And we were only like camping, what, 15 minutes from your house. So you were able to come by and do s'mores and hot dogs with us. Yeah. So I just sat there in my chair (laughs) Probably glaring at everyone, and the kids were running around having fun. Eating my bean dip. Eating the bean dip. (laughs) I can't remember. I know something pissed me off that day, and I don't remember what it was. And I just was, like, tired. I'm just tired lately. (laughs) Even though that was a year ago. (laughs) I'm just tired lately. Last June. (laughs) I'm still tired from it. No. (laughs) Ten months later. Life has just got me, like... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, has anything scary happened to you since the last time I saw you? (laughs) I can't think of anything scary happening. Um, no. I got yelled at by an old lady, I heard. I heard. (laughs) You drove on the grass. I drove on. If her ass wasn't in the road, you wouldn't have had to drive it on the grass. I know. And and so an old lady yells at me and I I apologize. I internalize. <laughs> I secretly want to hide in the closet and cry. 
And then you, on the other hand, would want to <laughs> just yell back at her. I would her. yell. You'd probably yell back at her and be like, want to fight? <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. No, but... you would probably apologize too and then come and and yell behind her back or something and tell us I was like this and I was like that but then so my one question is because mom was saying she thought she owned the cabin and then someone told mom that there are people who own timeshares was she just a guest or does she partially own a cabin I think she partially owns because then I also heard she was complaining that the other cabin next to her had kids and a dog in the cabin she was complaining i did not hear that side of the story mom was talking to the gardener i feel like if you are going to be that like bitchy then you should only vacation or timeshare in an over 55 community like Okay, maybe. And just for the record, this wasn't camping. This was an actual resort. Yeah. So when I talk about camping, I'm not like, oh, I went to the cabin down at the beach. Okay, yeah. No, this was a resort. They went away for a few days. Tent camping. (laughs) Yeah. In the middle of the woods. I mom called her a Karen. Oh, I will say though that I did take mom into the woods. (laughs) I heard. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole way out to the Olympic National Forest. <laughs> she thought she was going to be murdered. <laughs> yep. She thought that there were going to be criminals hiding yeah. out in the woods that were going to kill her. So This that, is where we get our weird paranoia. That was great for my children <laughs> on this 45-minute drive, curvy road drive into the trees in the middle of nowhere because they literally just opened the road a few days ago and so there weren't any cars there weren't any because there was a mudslide yeah and so the road has been closed and this is like a really 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 busy popular site yeah and it is two hours from my house. And so the fact that the resort we were staying at was only 45 minutes away from yeah, this site. Yeah, you I were was taking like, advantage. I want to go because this is like, I mean, even I almost get carsick going to this Is it location. really that far? If I'm thinking of the place mom told me it was, which I won't say out loud. Because I, I literally just forgot it. <laughs> It, I okay. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, yeah. It's I'm about two hours from here. Oh, because I think an hour forty five minutes. If it's the same place Tim took us to like a couple years ago, I just didn't realize it was that far. It's my first time out there though. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Oh. So there, mm-hmm. it, so there's a lake. That part is not as far. Okay, that's where we went. But then fifteen minutes to half hour is the actual hike. Okay. Ew, okay. And then that part's really curvy. And that's where she thought she was going to get murdered. And that's where she thought that all of the escaped prisoners were hiding, even though there are no escaped prisoners. I would be more concerned of, like, Bigfoot. I was more concerned of bears because it was, like, the end of March when we Everyone's waking up. Everyone's waking up. 
But what I was really surprised was just like all of the humongous trees that had like fallen down. And oh, yeah. especially towards the beginning of like not so much the trail ahead, but just like within the first half mile of yeah. the hike. Oh wow. That were down and usually like it's cleared. And so I think she was pretty relieved. Um, because I'm more worried about like cougars or animals, mountain lions or bears more so than people because you can run and hide from people, yeah. but I definitely cannot outrun <laughs> a bear. You can't outrun. You can't outclimb. You just uh, got to punch it like in his nose. Like a cougar or a mountain lion or whatever yeah. we have out here. Those are the things that scare me a little bit more like out in the woods. But I would say that the trees definitely had a really creepy vibe and it was like, I, I felt like I was in the haunted forest or, um, oh, that sounds like, glorious. Spooky hollow or I might have to go take a drive. It's really pretty. <laughs> I can show you some pictures. Um, but, um, it was super, it was super creepy. Me put them on Instagram if we ever figure out, get our shit together to do, um, that, but I will say that, um, I did have a teacher go out there when I was in middle school and yeah. he was missing and those are the woods where he went and he went missing and they found him. He had, so trigger warning, but yeah. he did um, end his life up there in those woods and it is not an uncommon, I wouldn't compare it to the mm -hmm. Japanese suicide. Right. Um forest but there are a lot of people that go out there and will end their lives out there so i mean there is it is a beautiful and serene forest but there is a history of a lot of people that do go missing um and because that is where they choose to yeah. kind of um end things and so, yeah, there is a history there in, in those woods for that. It, I mean, it is a beautiful mm -hmm. location and a peaceful location. And you definitely, even though it does get very, very crowded, can find peace and quiet wherever you go because there are so many trails Yeah, there. But I was not necessarily fearful of convicts going to be hiding and jump out and murder us. And then, of course... We, like, leave. We decide to leave because there were so many downed trees. We did find a different trail that we explored. Um, it wasn't the trail that I wanted to take them on. But we then um, drove down and went into the town and got some ice cream. And while we were at the ice cream place, like, three cops, like, flew oh, yeah. by. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the scene from The Goonies where the cops, like, fly by because you're yes. in this, like, little town and um i told mom i'm like i bet you they were getting all the convicts that are hiding out <laughs> in the woods because every time we pulled up to like a lookout spot to take a picture she's like this man is creepy i bet you he's murdered somebody or whatever i'm like no i bet they're just like hanging out doing the same thing we are but so every time I saw a cop fly by, I was like, I bet they're getting that man in the car with <laughs> like the dog. <laughs> it's funny because, like, Tim will, like, oh, we should go on a trip and we should go here. And I will come up with, like, 
we can't do that because before COVID, he wanted to go to Germany over a long weekend. We're in Washington. <laughs> it's going to take us a whole day just to even travel there. And I started to like, no, because like what happens if like the flight gets delayed and, you know, like when that volcano mm -hmm. was like erupting in like Iceland, they had to ground all air transportation. And like if I'm going to go to Germany, if I'm going to pay to go to Germany, I want to go to Germany. I don't mm -hmm. want to like, let's go and then, you know, be on a plane 24 hours later because you have to go to work. There's jet <laughs> lag. There's just a whole bunch of like logistical like no that's not gonna work yeah germany's not a weekend trip when you live like like california 16 hours away yeah california cool like when i think long weekend i think like four days like maybe he's got a different opinion of a long weekend but i just feel like that is not enough time or even to do anything three days, yeah um so like he always tells me that I come up with the most random, ridiculous, never going to happen in a million years scenarios as to why we can't do anything. And then COVID <laughs> hit. And then everyone who was like overseas got stuck where they were. And I was like, huh. Yeah, I didn't think pandemic, but like, here you go. It's happening. So like, maybe going to Germany on a long weekend isn't a great idea. <laughs> but whatever. I don't know. Well, you shouldn't live your life in fear, even though this is like a... Oh, no, I completely agree. And I would love to go to Germany one day, but I don't want to rush. Like, he's been there. He lived there. He, like, has yeah, traveled through there. Yeah, like, a few weeks. And, like, I want to experience Germany. I don't want to, like, I'm so tired and I get so fucking cranky when I am tired that, like, and I can't sleep on planes. Like, I just can't do it. Even if I, like, take sleeping pills, I just can't. So it's like, great, I'm going to travel, you know, like 16 hours and I'm going to be a complete bitch the entire time and probably not enjoy it because, like, we got here and now we have to turn around. <laughs> but whatever. That's just me. All right. Let's get to the Let's stories Let's do now. this. Let's get to the... Oh, wait. Well, did you have anything <laughs> creepy happen? Oh, no. Nothing creepy. We bought a car, so that was scary, but... <laughs> Tim's car got totaled, <laughs> so we had to buy a new one, <laughs> and that was, that's the scariest thing that's happened that's to like me. scary real life stuff. I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's get to the stories. Okay, so again, this is from OutsideOnline.com, three true ghost stories for your next backyard campfire. I can't even say backyard anymore. Backyard. Backyard. Okay. I'm excited. So this is called The Ghost of Oxford Milford Road. Um, and the storyteller, writer, and editor is Brad Culp. When Brad Culp was a student at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, there was a rumor that the town was one of the most haunted places in America. When Culp started an on-campus magazine, he couldn't uh, wait to write about several of the area's most famous phantoms. Not long after his story published, though, he kept finding himself thinking about one ghost in particular, the ghost of Oxford Milford Road. As the story goes, many decades ago, probably sometime in the 1940s, there was a young man courting a young woman in a rural part of town. Because the woman's parents didn't approve of the match, each night he visited under the cover of darkness. 
After her parents went to bed, the young woman would sneak out of her farmhouse and flash the lights of her parents' car three times. Then her young suitor would ride his motorcycle down the road. One night, he took the turn right before her house a little too sharp, says Culp. The motorcycle went one way and he went the other. His injuries were so severe that he did not survive. Rumor has it, however, that his love-struck ghost still haunts the stretch of Milford Road. Curious, Culp and his girlfriend, now his wife, and a friend decided to head out there one night to see if they could verify the tale. His girlfriend was worried she'd be completely freaked out. She believes more in that stuff than I do, Culp says. But he was mostly concerned that his suspicions, that none of this was actually true, uh, would be confirmed. On this particular night, as Culp passed the abandoned farm, an idea came to him, and he pitched it to his girlfriend. How could she not say yes? Though reluctant, she relented, and Culp turned a short way into the farmhouse driveway. He killed the engine and flashed his lights three times. No joke, there was a single headlight that appeared three quarters of a mile down the road. Culp says, You saw it start to come, going pretty slow. It kept coming and coming. My wife was freaking out. It was coming closer and closer. As a collision seemed imminent, Culp turned on his car lights. He expected to see a kid on a bike bailing out from his prank now that he'd been caught. But there's nothing there. The light is just gone, he says. They got out of the car. They walked around trying to figure out what it was that they could have seen. And to this day, we still talk about it. I, w- I saw something I cannot explain, he said. If you get him and his wife around a campfire, they'll swear up and down that the story is true. And if you've ever, um, oh, and if you're ever in Oxford, Ohio, consider parking for just a few minutes on Oxford Milford Road at night to test your own nerve. Ooh. <laughs> I like that one. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So that is weird that the that they do see a like a light. I wonder whatever happened to the girl. I know. I was like almost expecting like she was so distraught that like she killed herself and they like ride together at night on his <laughs> like haunted motorcycle. Mm-hmm. But that's still like cool, creepy. I guess. I don't know. I feel like... I enjoyed it. Was this story... (laughs) Was this story on, like, Beyond Belief? (laughs) Actor fiction or whatever. There was a motorcycle episode, and... I feel like I've heard this story before, but I can't figure out if it was from Unsolved Mysteries or, like... I mean, I'm sure it's definitely one of those, like, oh, well, I knew someone who knew someone whose uncle, like dated a girl who this happened to like Mm -hmm. it could definitely be one of those like tall tales that is just like yeah regional or whatnot there was a beyond belief where they found a motorcycle there was yeah there was like a motorcycle and the person couldn't ride over a bridge yeah they kept like crashing the motorcycle and i can't remember exactly what the details were but i know that that was a thing but i feel sad like what do they need to do to, like, release this guy's, like, spirit yeah. so he's not just, like, continually writing? It kind of reminds me of that Are You Afraid of the Dark, the um, the homecoming queen Johnny or the prom Q queen. or whatever. Yeah. Wait. Wait. There's two different ones. There's Johnny Angel where... <laughs> 
his girlfriend was killed and he was killed too, but he didn't know he was a ghost. And then there's another one where like she had been waiting for her boyfriend to pick her up for the prom outside of a fucking cemetery of or course. something. Yeah. And then she I mean, was killed. Makes sense. And like the two guys helped her and then like the guy showed up and like, oh wow, look, she's in her prom dress and she's yeah. on her way to the prom. In I heaven. just hate thinking that he just keeps like riding his motorcycle like every night. Like that's the part that sucks. Well, then it kind of goes into like, and I know, oh God, since the beginning of the show, like we have talked about, we need to like dive into different kinds of hauntings. Yeah. And like that kind of deal. Because I wonder if it's like a repetitive like it just on a loop on a loop yeah and like it's he's just like in that same headspace moment Mm -hmm. just continuously and has no idea what's going on yeah um that would be interesting or like a parallel universe like his unfinished business is to get laid (laughs) oh god oh no (laughs) to find the farm girl ew (laughs) ew (laughs) okay so i guess i mean i don't know how you're gonna help him with that one (laughs) i mean i think there are some people out there who would but like (laughs) i mean it is 2022 i i there are so many thoughts that i have right now and probably none of them are absolutely like anywhere near appropriate that i can like (laughs) say anything so i'm just gonna shut my mouth I just wish, like, he could just be done with this loop and go to where he needs to go. Move on. Move on. Elevate himself. Move on. <laughs> go to the light. Just go stand on that road. I can imagine you standing. <laughs> okay. So, like, Jeez. we went to this consignment store <laughs> and you bought this, like, hideous black dress. Oh, yes. For Halloween. Uh, yes. For $10. Oh. And so it's like this black muumuu. Imagine, close your eyes okay. and imagine this. It's black dress, long sleeves with like feather feathers along what the collar. The collar. And I can imagine you dressing up, calling yourself like Mama Tata or something, standing on this road and say, "You are released." Okay, I. Okay, do you remember? Go home. <laughs> I release your spirit. Standing there with like sage and a feather. I. Or something. I'm going to have like. Did you just pull your neck while laughing? No, my neck just popped while laughing. (laughs) I'm going to like, you know how like the old fortune tellers would have like those like glorious head wraps with with, like the jewel in the middle. I'm going to get one and it's going to have a giant peacock (laughs) feather, like a plumage of peacock feathers. And I'm going to have like the most glorious red lipstick on the face of this planet and I will stand out there with like a lantern <laughs> and I will like I release you I release you and then the light turns the other way and crashes again <laughs> it runs away it's like no I don't want to be released but I don't want to be here go go away am I in hell okay but like side note okay I forgot about that dress but like right at so I got we were looking for a dress for our cousin's wedding and I found this, and I was like, I'm not going to wear it to the wedding, but I have to get this dress. And so I got it, and later, it was like October time frame, we were doing an escape room for our birthday with a bunch of Allison's friends, and we were dressing up in costumes. 
So everybody goes to have dinner and I meet them there. But like everybody else has normal costumes on. I've got this like super heavy, like gaudy makeup on. I'm wearing my like black glorious gown. And I walk into the restaurant and the hostess is like, uh. And I'm like, I'm meeting a group of people here. And I'm like, they're in costume. And they're like, yeah, no, no one's in costume here. And I was like, oh, fuck, where did they already leave? Come to find out, they thought that your steampunk outfit was your everyday attire. What? They said, no one here is in costume. Seriously? (laughs) Seriously? They just thought I was, like, cute? They just thought that you were, that was your vibe. Or whatever. (laughs) And I'm, like, walking around. People are staring at me like, what the fuck? Like, I have, like, dark red lipstick that I have used, like, black eyeliner (laughs) as lip liner. I've got these, like, winged, like... Cat eye, liquid eyeliner, super heavy, <laughs> black. Like, I've got, like, I just piled on the, uh, like, the blush. Oh, my. It was. But, like, Liz and Candace were literally wearing thing one and thing two outfits. Apparently, people wear that kind of stuff on the regular. And me and my glorious black dress and ha- heavy ass makeup was the, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, I love that I could pull off a steampunk outfit and be like... (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no, that's just everyday wear. (laughs) Yeah, so that was, like, a fun... I was even wearing fishnets. Well, you know, there are people who wear animal heads now, so... (laughs) And this was before COVID. This was before COVID. I'm just going to throw that out there. This was, like, a good two years, year and a half. October 18, 2018. Year Whatever. and a half. It's 2022. Well, I meant from, like, before COVID. Oh, okay. To the actual, like, COVID shutdown for us, which was, like, March. Okay. Whatever. Continue. Anyways, yes, the next story. <laughs> okay, this has to do with aliens, I think, I guess. I don't know. And in Montana. Ooh. Flathead Lake. Now you have something to investigate. I don't know where Flathead Lake is. I don't know Montana. It's, like, um, is it where in- all, like, the rich people live. Oh, oh, okay. Was it people or was it aliens? So apparently it's credible now. <laughs> I mean. I'm kidding. To each their own. I don't know. Okay, so this is storyteller Doug Avril, retired owner and manager of the Flathead Lake Lodge. Doug Avril grew up as one of eight boys on his parents' sprawling dude ranch, the Flathead Lake Lodge in rural Montana. As a team, the Avril boys ran wild. We rode around as a little gang of cowboys, he remembers. (laughs) They'd saddle up and head off to check cattle on the three giant tracts of land that the family managed, which formed a triangle around some of the state's most remote rangelands. One summer... makes me think of Yellowstone. (laughs) The show? Yeah. I've never watched it. (gasps) I've seen a clip, and I'm interested. I need to watch it. Mm. Um, One summer in the 1960s, the brothers came across a ghastly sight. There on the ground were three dead cows, neatly arranged in a circle. No obvious wounds were visible, but their reproductive organs had been removed. But um, there was never any blood. It was almost surgical removal, Avril remembers. During this decade, America was obsessed with aliens and write-ups in the local newspapers uh, posted that perhaps this was the work of extraterrestrials. People mused that aliens had taken the reproductive organs for testing, but one day, Avril and his friends came across a lance in their path. Attached to it was a cryptic note with a threatening message. That's when we thought, it's got to be people doing this, he says. 
Then things got really strange over the next or like week. how it's like then things got really strange. I know, right? Like I don't find mutilated like mm-hmm. animals that have had their reproductive organs, organs removed and no blood anywhere. It's like El Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so then things got really strange. Over the next few days, a series of odd events unfolded. First, the brothers stopped in a local bar to grab a hamburger, leaving their horses in the back of the stock truck. The horses were packed in tightly, and the Avrils were only gone for a few minutes. When they came back, the horses packed in the middle of the truck had or was mysteriously out, with no signs of a struggle. We had no idea how they possibly could have gotten that horse unloaded without unloading all the others, he said. The next day, a new wrangler on the ranch fell off his horse and was badly injured. They'd been riding together, but not a single other member of the crew saw the accident. It was the weirdest thing, Avril says. The man's injuries were so severe that he was permanently disabled. Finally, the last terrible thing that happened. An old camp cook drove out to meet the brothers for a ride one day. But when he arrived, the tailgate on his stock truck had somehow gone missing. Even though it had been there when he loaded up his horse, Betsy had fallen out of the truck and been dragged behind the vehicle for who knows how long. They had to put her down on the spot. To be honest, it just killed him to see what had happened to Betsy. We probably should have put him down too, remembers Avril. Those three events were just boom, boom, boom. Three things in a row that were so weird all tied together because they were right after we saw this that sphere. He, or spear, what? He remembers uh, three things, like the dead three cows left in a circle. Avril used to tell the stories that from the sum- uh, from that summer around the campfire quite a lot, but over the years he's gotten new stories, and so they've shifted out of rotation. Besides, they're awfully grim, but he recently got a call about a downed bull, a buffalo. It was out in one of the most remote parts of his ranch. A neighbor had seen a pack of 16 wolves, and normally wolves don't bother buffalo, but 16 of them? I thought, well, maybe... He went to investigate. There, lying in a snow-covered field, was the bull. Uh, but there was no bullet holes or teeth marks or gashes on its corpse. Even strangers, scavenging animals and birds hadn't touched it. Not even the buzzards. Which is really unusual, he said. One other thing was amiss. Its reproductive organs were gone. And there wasn't a single footprint in the snow around it. Or anywhere along the mile-long walk into the ranch from the nearest road. Ask Avril whether he thinks he's dealing with aliens or humans, and he'll tell you he's pretty sure it's humans, but I'd rather it was aliens, he adds. After that summer back in the 60s, seeing what humans are capable of, he'd pick aliens any day. What do you think? I don't know. Like, I just don't understand the alien situation, like... I get that. I I don't know. Like, out of every... And I've said this before, but it's like, we talk about ghosts, we talk about paranormal stuff, we talk about, like, all these things, and for whatever reason, like, aliens is probably the most believable thing out there, And but it's, like, like, the "Mm." one thing where I'm just, like... I don't don't buy it. It's, like, a hard sell for me, but... Okay, so what was that lady... That is supposed to be psychic. Oh, the uh, Baba Vanga? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so talk, <laughs> talk a little bit about, you know, mm. her a little bit more. That She was like a psychic. She So she <clears throat> was, uh, I believe, like Bulgarian. And when she was a little girl, there was like a big like 
storm. Um, I don't know. I know, like, in different parts of the world, like, certain, like, weather phenomenons are, like, called different things. Essentially, it was, like, a tornado kind of, a cyclone kind of deal. It, like, picked her up, launched her, she hit her head, and she went blind. But when she woke up, she had the gift of, like, what is it, a second sight or whatnot? Like, like when you're, like, a psychic ability. Yeah. So, she's kind of, like, hit or miss, I guess, with, like, most um but she Psychics. predicted, what, September 11th? Yeah. So she, you know, I had actually just talked to Allison about this, like, I think in the beginning of January, just like, oh my gosh, like, have you heard of this lady? And like, this is what she's got, like, um, like predicted for this, like, year. And it was like, okay, so... um. So she predicted ISIS, she predicted Brexit, Brexit. Um, she claimed that the 44th U.S. president, who was Barack Obama, would be black. Mm -hmm. um, the cursed nuclear submarine disaster. Um, she predicted Vladimir Putin would win the 2018 election. Um, and then... But she also predicted World War Three shortly before her death. The elderly woman said mm -hmm. Russia will not only survive, it will dominate the world. Um, and then what did she say about 2022? So she talked about um, virtual reality yeah. taking over for the coming year. Another pandemic discovered in Siberia. That is caused by a frozen virus that will be released by climate change. A prediction that many cities will face water shortages that will result in political consequences as alternative solutions are used. The invasion but the, of... <laughs> yeah, but the reason I bring her up is that she predicted... The... The invasion of Earth oh. by aliens. Arriving on an asteroid. And that might seem crazy, <laughs> but I was literally telling Allison about this right before that underwater volcano in like Tonga erupted. And I was like, oh yeah, she's saying there's gonna be more earthquakes and more tsunamis. And it was gonna be intense bouts of floods in Australia and parts of Asia. And then like legit the next day we wake up and we see that a volcano, like an underwater volcano has erupted. And like there was a tsunami warning in Australia. Yeah, because she had predicted in 2022 more earthquakes and tsunamis with intense bouts of floods in Australia yeah. and parts of Australia, or in Australia and parts of Asia. So, I mean, I feel like, okay, with most fortune tellers or, like, psychics, like, it can be hit or miss. Like, they, they're spot on with certain things. Like, how could you predict that like, a specific president number would be, like, the first, like, black president. Because she died 25 years ago. Yeah, she so died. she made all these specific predictions. Yeah, and, like, everything was, like, super specific, and... But she has been wrong. Oh, yeah, she's totally been wrong with, like, certain things also. So, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss. Maybe there's, like, um, a degree of whatever that she's like talked about like obviously like the earthquake tsunami volcano eruption 
that wasn't as bad as she was, you know, predicting. But 2022 is not over yet. 2022 is not over yet. <clears throat> so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Wait and see if by 2023 that we do not have aliens showing up on an asteroid. I mean, after, like, the pandemic and I, what, I feel like it was like, um, there was the pandemic that everyone was dealing with. And then there was, like, something else, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was, but it was almost, like, jokingly, oh, I mean, of course, like, why not? Killer bees. Killer bees, yeah. Pandemic, killer bees, so, like, aliens. Tiger King. Tiger King. Oh, fuck, yeah. Tiger King. We watched clips of that last night, and I was having to explain stuff to Tim, and he was just, like, flabbergasted. You know what's so bad is that I know that there was something on top of, like, killer bees. But you can't remember, the pandemic. Right? But I can't remember. I can't remember either. And I know it's probably something really bad. Yeah. I, we just, it was so bad we blocked it out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I know what it was. And it was horrible. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I don't even want to say <laughs> I don't remember, so you have to help Oh my me. gosh, no, it was so bad. And... It was so bad. I can't believe that we forgot it. I don't even want to say it because I'm so embarrassed. Like, the whole, like, racial injustice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Forgive me while I collect my thoughts. <laughs> It was such a stressful time for everyone. Like, pandemic, killer peace, racial injustice. Like, not a laughing matter. I'm not laughing at that. I'm, like, flabbergasted at my stupidity at the moment. <laughs> that is why I'm laughing. Oh, my God. And then kids not going to school for a whole year. Oh, fuck. That just, that, I'm PTSD. <laughs> and then vaccine debates. Oh, God. Yeah. So that wow there were super big tensions with a lot of different issues there still are there still are i'm just sitting here like wow <laughs> where the fuck have i been <clears throat> in denial i have been in denial apparently hmm. okay moving on to more campfire ghost stories our final campfire ghost story and i so sometimes I like to prepare and read, and sometimes I don't like to prepare and I don't feel like reading. But I did read this one and I really liked it. Um, so this is, what is that cat doing? There is a cat in a bag behind us right now making so much noise, sorry. Because the cat is embarrassed for us. <laughs> Pretty much. Everybody listening just like collectively cringed at us like uh. okay um so <laughs> final story the ghost of the la parva ski resort and this is storyteller drew tabke a professional skier i don't know if i'm saying that name right so i'm gonna try um so throughout latin america you'll hear variations of the story of la llorona or the wailing woman Sometimes she's lost her husband, sometimes she's lost her children, and sometimes it's both. But in La Parva, a ski spot in the Chilean Andes, the wailing woman is named Lola, 
and everyone in the area swears they knew her before she died. A local restaurant owner said that he dated her. Pro skier Drew Tabke says, adding that the ski patroller he heard the story from pointed to the exact hut where this all takes place. Um, the story starts on a nice day in peak ski season. Lola and her young son planned to spend the day on the slopes. As can happen in the Andes, a thick fog rose up from the valley, which often precedes the arrival of a real storm. The clouds enveloped the two as they were making their way down from the top of the mountain, and they lost contact with each other, Tabke says. Desperate to find her son, Lola began screaming his name as she ran through the thick fog. Unable to see clearly, though, she stumbled down a steep slope and began sliding toward a rocky... Color? I don't... Do you know that word? I don't know skiing terms or mountain terms or whatever, so what, whatever. Um, by chance, a local lift operator who was returning to his cabin came across her body. He was afraid that she was dead, but on closer inspection, he found she was still alive, just barely. Tabke says... Her body was covered in lacerations from sharp rocks, and the only word she said in the faintest whisper was her son's name. The lift operator worked to uh, carefully pull her body to his cabin, which was just up the hill. He bandaged her cuts as best he could and then ran to fetch the doctor. Together, the doctor and the lift operator made their way back to his hut, the fog hanging thickly in the air. When he arrived, though, the bed was empty. Just the bloody sheets remained. Neither the woman nor her son were ever found, Tabke said. But local reports, uh, or but locals report hearing her wail for the child whenever they're near the lift operator's cabin. And here's the thing: Tabke does not believe in ghosts. Something, however, changes when he arrives in Chile each winter. Maybe it's the fact that from La Parva you can see the top of Cerro El, Pol- El Plomo, an Incan child sacrifice site. Maybe it's because Tabge has simply read so many magical realism books by authors like Juan Rolfo and Gabriel Garcia Marquez, but sitting alone in his cabin in the Andes with the wind whipping and the candles flickering, he swears that every now and then he just can't tell if what he's hearing is a woman or the wind. Oh, that story is so sad. It is sad, but like I feel like... It's just, like, super powerful, bro. So powerful. What What do you mean by it? it's super powerful? Like, I could just imagine, like, being in a cabin, and there's, like, a thick fog, and you're hearing the wind, and, yeah. like, you're alone, and it's, like, what, like, what does that sound? Is it the wind? Is it a person? Like, what is it? It's mm-hmm. just, like, the imagery, I guess, I suppose, of the three stories, that one had, like, the strongest, like imagery in my imagination where I would feel like helpless or like slightly scared if I were in that situation Yeah, because you're like all alone and like yeah we know that he did have her there because when they got there it wasn't like there were no bandages and he wasn't hallucinating or anything do we okay can't remember like going back to the story was the woman and her son skiing yeah they were skiing and they got separated when the mist fog whatever rolled in it's sad that they never found her or her son like i understand that there are many people that like are never found in those types of situations but to just never find i wonder like because there was no like date Mm -hmm. for like when this like roughly happened um because you would think that if she was that injured 
that she couldn't have been far from that cabin. Yeah. Um, I would just like to know, like, when, like, for reference, like, did this happen, like, a long time ago? Like, because, you know, there are, like, um, skiers or hikers or people who will, like, go missing on mountains and then, like, a storm will come in and they'll be, like, frozen and under the snow. And then when things warm up and the snow melts off, they'll find, like, the bodies. So is this something that, like, eventually um they'll find yeah or is this like maybe just like an urban legend uh whatnot you know what i'm saying right um yeah yeah it's just so sad because she probably like woke up and then had to like go find and go find her son and just went out into the mountain and of course probably didn't have her jacket on because you know she's probably like freezing soaking wet and he probably had the campfire going and probably didn't have like anything that she needed to go back out there yeah it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. um i mean i think as like moms it makes us sad yeah to think that you could get like lost and like not find them and Even, like, when you're, like, in such a bad way, still, like, try to find your kid, you know? How sad. It's super sad. But I liked that story. Um, I find, like, the La Llorona interesting. Uh And so when I saw this, it was, like, it kind of gave me, like, goosebumps. Chills up the spine. Definitely. And to think that he's still in that cabin, like, where all that happened. I know. And he's, like, so alone up there yeah he can still hear it kind of makes calling out like it makes me wonder like um about like mount everest with like how many people like die there obviously different circumstances than like a kid getting lost but like are there any like ghost stories about like mount everest and the dead hikers or Uh like there's like the dietloff pass Uh like that was that was creepy to like read about i think tim and i watched a movie that was on netflix a few years back yeah so um i mean it's all interesting but i wonder i don't know what other places like ski resorts or like mountainous areas hold spooky stories secrets secrets what is the real story yeah more stories to explore yeah Well, thank you for listening to more of our stories. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully we entertained you. (laughs) I mean, that's the goal of this. Yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to talking at you next week. Bye. Bye.